dwells below. Some of our language is coming at you with irresistible force. If you don't think you can pass your strength test, then best back off now. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. Welcome to episode 67 of The Dwellers Below. Uh, I'm your host, Nick, the father of lies, Hohen. And Gentilly is back in the house. I am. I'm excited. Nick's excited. He's just leaned totally out of view of the camera. <laughs> there we go. That's better. I'm- I don't. I'm a voice, not a face. Yeah, I'm a voice. You have yeah. a face for radio, that's for sure. That's right. Unfortunately, we're now branching out to take over all content creation platforms. That's exactly. right. Do you know what 67 means? I believe it's the number after 66. Yeah, and it's two before 69. Two episodes and we'll be 69. Oh, yeah. And in only now. 33 episodes, we'll have done 100. That'll and then we'll be half Brad's age. <laughs> So that'll probably be our Lord of War review episode, I reckon, episode oh, 69. Oh, yes. At the timing of it. Yes. And it'll also be our Splanesh review, coincidentally. Oh, oh. <laughs> Dude, Have you guys seen the new Keeper? Yeah. yeah yes. I really like it's it. has been out for a month or something. If you followed uh, professional painters on Twitter, you would have seen some really nice ones going around as well. Oh. There are some, yeah, excellent. When- One of the most divisive... Warhammer topics I can think about relates to a Keeper of Secrets, and I'll talk to you about it off mic. Oh, please. <laughs> but, um, Thank goodness. Wednesday Night Warhammer, my local gaming crew, they were not fans of it at all. And I really? Thought, yeah, I reckon it's amazing. I think because it didn't have any breasts. It's I, some sort of like, I like dual-gendered... Yeah, I like it. it's, it's meant to be like an, basically androgynous. Yeah, I really yeah. like that it's I, androgynous. And I think kudos to Workshop for doing that. Yeah. Yes. Because... You know, it's so easy to fall into that trap of here's my fantasy models with huge tits wearing <laughs> yeah. fucking fantasy female armor. Yeah. And, you know, so good on them for stepping away from that. Yeah. But not doing something super generic either. They've still made it they this kind it. of sensual, kind mm-hmm. of sexual androgynous model. And I think it's really sick. It actually makes me want to do a Slanesh army. It's I, so I wondered good. where you were going. I yeah. second. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't love the model. I, th- I, I think it's good, but I don't. I don't find it something that like it's not something I'm particularly excited to like paint or I'm like super keen on. But some of the paint jobs that have been popping up have really sold it. I think moving away from some of the like the clean uh, toned flesh and mm. uh, yes, yeah, so, like shout a out bit, to a my more models and Ben yeah. Savar. Yeah, that's he's the one done I'm thinking of. Amazing one. I think he's done Ooh. two now. Okay, cool, or cool. is doing two? But yeah, still the second best uh, as a cane player out there. Uh, after Jack Armstrong, <laughs> I reckon it's the best. Greater Demon. I reckon it's better than the, the corn ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like the Nurgle ones. That, I mean, they're nice for what they are, but I've never liked the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's better than the Zinch ones, but the Zinch one is really nice. I think the Zinch one's really cool. I Like you, I'm not fussed about the Nurgle one. I really like the Slanesh one, and I think the Bloodthirster is just too small. And Bloodthirster sucks now. Like, when it came out, yeah. it was amazing, and yeah. it was massive, and now it's dwarfed by those other ones. Yeah. Well, is it is really it bigger than a Bloodthirster? Is that a, is that it's still pretty Does big. The, do the others dwarf it, or is it a dwarf compared... It's not the size, it's what but, you do. It, it is dwarf. It, it can be a made, verb and a noun. It is made to be a dwarf by those, by the other ones. Mm. Praise Grungy. You might say they've dispossessed it of its height. Oh. <laughs> oh. So it's a bit of a chaos dwarf. <laughs> Alrighty, so got to give a shout out to uh, anyone who's watching on Twitch either now or later on. Um, anyone who's listening to this as a podcast. I thanks. tried to go yeah, on sure. Twitch. But Egg and I are here as well. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't care about you guys. 
Um, caring about the fans. That's who I care about. The listeners. That's a camera, not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of that joke. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a way to wind him up. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a circular joke again, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh everyone just uh, speed. Bring the speed down. So, okay. yeah. Uh, Heaps of pre- you know much appreciation. Anyone who's following us on on Twitter, on Podbean, on Twitch, um, Facebook as well. Uh, just thanks for Instagram inter- interacting with us. We don't have an Instagram. I did What's that? Do we, do we have a Tinder account yet? Instagram, Tinder, Grinder. Maybe you should get a Dwellers Below Tinder account for Lockie. <laughs> oh yeah. Is he single again? I believe so. Sour points. Oh. That makes me sad in the heart. He's such a wonderful, He's such a young choppy man. boy. Is there any? <laughs> is there any ladies? I'm assuming ladies. I, I, any ladies out really there? Yeah, there's heaps of ladies in the the AOS scene. It's a oh. far more sort of um, inclusive you know, inclusive community. Oh, I think I'm think not going to put any of them through dating Lockie either. So I would I would vouch for him. Uh, maybe we should write his Twitter pro, uh, his Tinder profile for him. I think he's more of a lava life guy. What's right about lava life? What's lava life? I don't even know what that is. I mean, the problem is he keeps ditching Tinder dates for the boys. So we oh. went out in uh, in the city a while back and Lockie's like, oh, I can't make it, guys. I'm on a Tinder date. And then he just turned like, up. An hour later, messages like, so where are you guys at? Yeah, wasn't this the night of the Magic GP and it was a fucking awesome night? No, no, night? it was just Cat came down. Oh, yeah. It was Cat, Cat just oh. came down for the day and we caught up and then Lockie just rocks up out of nowhere and he's like, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, she ordered a chicken palmer instead of an eggplant palmer. It wasn't going to work. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest. If he's going there to hang out with people from New South Wales who call it a palmy, I think that's probably... Oh, that is a big, big mistake. It's not good. That's what it is. Um, so who else have we got? We've got Sam Morgan and we've got the the egg, soon to be the scotch egg. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've finally cracked it. Going to uh, yeah, going to roll out. Shelled out for a plane ticket. Indeed, indeed. So this is your, your no farewell yo. episode. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm moving to the UK as of like this coming Thursday. Uh, hence, I've, I've been. I've talked a bit about it. I've been downsizing my collection because I can't take it all. Mm. I can now that it's like two Tupperware boxes. But you're not. It's not farewell. You'll be back. No. Yeah, uh, I'll be back from time to time. May or may not be able to coincide it with tournaments, but can hopefully tee up at least a recorded chat. Uh, Can't we do some internet stuff? Can't egg, we talk egg to you? whipping off has me scrambled. I'm going <laughs> to miss you a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. white. That's all right. With, with sadness. I'm going to let you get on with your lives. <laughs> I'm going to let you. I'm going to oh. let you get on with your lives. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was a good one. I, oh. I enjoyed it. I'm going to let you finish in a minute. <laughs> yeah. That one was a bit cooked. Mm. Overdone. <laughs> We are, what, five minutes in and we're already fried. Could we're be. sunny side up. <laughs> could be no one could hear your shitty jokes because the volume was a little bit low. But uh, That's probably the best for them. Thanks for letting us know, chat. You didn't miss much, let's <laughs> be honest. Is someone watching? Yeah, yeah. We've got three whole, three whole watchers. Ooh, oh, no, it's nervous. down to two. No, it's down to two. That's, two, that's right. We can two fix the volume. Two and Blandy. I'm, I'm too nervous. I have to hide my face. That's right. We'll fix the volume in post. Yeah, yeah. But... um. So today, it's pretty informal today, we're just going to be chatting about Lord of War, which is now five weeks away, um, mm-hmm. so that's getting super close. Uh, we've got BadgerCon, which is three weeks away, same weekend as Sydney Slaughter. That's mm. even closer. Uh, it is even closer, quick maths. Um, and yeah, we're going to talk. Catch, catch up with Gentilly, so mm. let's launch into it. Gentilly, what's been going on? We haven't seen you for months. Well, 
as you know, being a Stormcast Eternal, when you're defeated <laughs> in battle, mm-hmm. um, you end up going back to Azir mm-hmm. and you have to be reforged. Um, the problem with my reforging is that it's very difficult for me to find Sigmarite armor that fits my glutes and quads. So every time I end up back in Azir, it takes them about three weeks just to get the, the Sigmarite in the right shape for my quads and bum. And that's what the delay's been. Plus, I got a few orange, yellow, and red cards with outrageous talkings. Let's not talk about orange cards on the show. I think that that's a really dangerous topic. What about your painting? What about your hobby? Have you been oh. doing the seven-hour days still? Or what's I have last not... time you were on, you were literally like, "Yeah, so the last fourteen hours, fourteen days, I did ninety hours of painting." Like yeah, ninety hours. Yeah, so, so I pulled out of the, that tournament because that was like nine hours of painting witch elves I needed yeah. to do. So my witch elves are done. Witch elves? Uh, the dark, the ones that used to be dark elves. Mm-hmm. Um, witch elves and sister and slaughter, they're all done, and I've been assembling twenty snakes. Oh yeah. Um, and I I won the box of la- last box of five snakes that I needed at a tournament I went to recently, which we'll talk about later. Um, so I can't remember the list exactly, but I think I drop one unit of witch elves mm-hmm. and witch maybe elves? Uh, the, the ones that used to be dark elves um, and turn them, the other unit into 30 mm-hmm. and then I can fit the snakes in or something like that. There's some points juggling that there, I do. There seems, there seems to be a lot of popularity for snakes at the moment. What got you onto them? Um, I... At CanCon, I realized that my army didn't have a, a tough core. And so sometimes if you got double turned or whatever, it would just fold. And then I thought, if I run snakes and I run them with Hagnar, no one's ever going to kill them, which is which is right. You know, Chris played against Lockie recently. And yeah. Lockie had 20 snakes <laughs> buffed up. Chris's yeah. whole KO army killed like one snake or one I, I, killed, I killed six of them in two turns. Six in two turns. Yeah. Whole, his so, whole army versus one unit. It's so out of control, it, isn't it? It's, it's pretty reasonable. Also, I think uh, Jesse Perkins mm-hmm. uh, has been playing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Is he related to Kieran Perkins? He's not related to Kieran Perkins, but he did come back to our Airbnb. Oh. There's a, there's a Jesse Perkins on Triple J as well. Is it the same Jesse Perkins? It probably is. It's I, a female Jesse Perkins. Wow. Well, um, yeah, he, he had a pretty good time uh, mm. discovering uh, One Sweet Dot. Yeah. Oh, is that what you played in the, <laughs> yeah. the A lot of lying about dice. Um, but yeah, the snakes are really good. Because what are they, two wounds each or three wounds? I think two, two wounds each. And then, quick, and then tanky, if, if you have the punchy. cauldron near them, they go down to a four-up save mm-hmm. and then the five-up five re-rolling with, and make the Medusa the general so they can be battle line. And it's just... If you want a really tanky unit that actually doesn't need to be buffed to hit that hard, because you can then send you... I mean, when they're fully buffed with Catechism and Mind Razor and whatever, then they just delete units. Like, anything does. But, but, but all you need is, like, a Witch Brew and a Cauldron buff yeah. and the Hagnar buff. And... They, they can work without buffs. So just yes. with the army buffs, particularly in Hagnar, yeah. turn three, they're re-rolling all their misses. Yeah, that's right. Um so I think something's happened in AOS since you've been on your sabbatical. Yeah. Since you've been on hiatus. Painting Star Wars Legion stuff. The Activation Wars. Oh, tell me about this. So the Activation Wars is this this change that they've brought into the game. 
where a lot of things can now strike at the start of the combat phase before you get to strike or things can force you to strike is that last the, in the combat phase. Is that the new books of doing this? New books yeah, and some yeah. mechanics are being sort of retconned into old books. So oh. what that means is I think you need the Slaughter Queen in your list as the general. Yep. So you can participate in the activation wars and fight in your hero phase Yep. and therefore avoid the stuff that can alpha you. Because, like, for instance, a Ghoul King on Terrorgeist um, in Flesh Eater Courts can fight twice yep. before you fought and will literally kill a unit. Everything. Well, because the Slaughter Queen was still in my list, it's just the Slaughter Queen was on foot and mm-hmm. one of the yeah, hags went onto the cauldron mm-hmm. because then you don't need the cauldron and a hag and a Medusa near the snakes, if sure. that makes sense. Yeah. You can put the Slaughter Queen wherever she wants. Yeah. Um, but the Slaughter Queen... That she can only use her command ability if she's a general, though. So that's the like uh, the thing you've got to yeah, weigh up. Of course. Up. I didn't think about that. you got to strike a balance. Yeah. But then one of your Witch Elf units, just you take 10 out to make an extra battle line unit or something. Yeah, easy. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to play with. But um, that means you're... Yeah. Well, I've got enough battle line just with the... Sisters, sisters and, and one unit of Witches. Yeah, anyway. So that's mm. not a big deal. But, um, yeah, I've, I've only played it twice and twice they... Just wrecked, wrecked face. <laughs> like they just—you didn't need to do anything. Like they, I think they got charged by like nine eels, mm-hmm. and they laughed at them, and yeah, just laughed at them and then deleted them. It, yeah, it was, I, I think Lockie found they were super strong as well I, at uh, Border War. I think he lost to—he lost uh, the mirror to Chuck. Yeah, so he yeah he he lost to another Darko, or no, another daughter's army, and then uh, he, he lost, lost two liars dice. Oh, he lost to liars dice, but he lost on mission to Jordan yeah. and the um. What's his name? Borkness. The guy you played in the first Burgess. round. Yeah, but I thought it had oh, Bork Jor- in his Jordan name. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of like super buffed up units with all the character buffs, what are the Fire Slayers things that everyone's whinging about? Oh, they're fine. There's 30 um, Hearthguard Berserkers. So what do they do normally? They're the ones with the um, Keyblades, aren't they? They can do. They've got two-inch range. Um, they've They've all got two wounds of pop nowadays. They start with a six up after save, and if they're close to a character, it goes to a four up after save. They're pretty so much four snakes. Up, four up ward save with two wounds. That's your starting point, right? Yeah. Yep. Then there's multiple ways in that book to buff your armor save. So uh, essentially, you can get them um, fighting twice in the combat phase, striking first, so fighting before the enemy, like yep. fighting before your snakes. Yeah. And then you can choose their weapon output. They can have something that does mortal wounds on natural sixes, two mortal wounds per roll. Which is oh, wow. pretty good. <laughs> or you can do REN two damage or REN one damage two, um, which is also really useful. So yeah. um, and on two inch range, that's on two inch range. But really they're good. like movement for the unit six hundred points. The combo is fifteen hundred points. It's like it's incredibly good, but it it is susceptible it's, it's to all trick. the things that Death Stars are, which is clipping on the edges or spreading the board to play objectives. Can, can, can you do the thing where you tunnel them up or and yeah, you, ruin smiters are a like. They yeah. can take any unit with them. Yeah, so if you get first turn and you just like bubble wrap someone's army in them and then they have to slog through that. Yeah, but the, the yeah. armor say buffs are wholly within. So like oh, yeah. it is incredible, but it's one of those things where it's like it's mm. situationally incredible and has counterplays. And when so, everyone knows how to play around it. Yeah, and it, what it is, it's, it's a bad game experience. So if you know what you're doing, it's fine and the two people have really tactical game working yeah. out. How can I mitigate this? And then the other person's like, how can I most effectively use it? But if you have a game where the person doesn't know how to mitigate it, then it's just a horrible game. So it's, I, I think from a design perspective, um, it's incredibly poorly designed. Are you suggesting that something that Games Workshop has released is not well designed and in fact is skewed in one way or the other? It certainly is well designed if the intent is to move product. If they want to sell those models, 
well done, you've done a terrific job. If they want to make a holistically balanced game, though, it's fucked. I mean, it's mm-hmm. great, right, for them because you've got to buy your unit of, of guys and then mm-hmm. you've got to buy all the buff pieces as well. Yeah, exactly. I've got them all. The, the, the unit's not like, of course you've got them all. You've got everything. <laughs> like the fact that there are ways to play around it mm-hmm. and that you can have an interesting tactical game. Yeah. Uh, to some extent, as you're saying, with the activation things as mm-hmm. well, yeah, there are ways to play around things and that when everyone's on the right page, mm-hmm. you can still have a good game. Uh, that is nice. The da- I, I guess the downside, for me at least, is I, like I'm not playing at that level. I'm, I'm not playing enough games and I'm making like I, I, yeah, quite a few mistakes and things. Yeah. And so I'm probably going to run into it a few times and mm-hmm. yeah, just like, as you say, have really disheartening... Ex- you know, the first couple of games will be disheartening uh, if I was invested in the outcome, which fortunately... Yep, not so much. Do you, the point of the snakes that I've been, the list that I've been making with the snakes, so is that they can take a hit. And so what you're suggesting now is that there's a heap of stuff that will just take off big units like that before you get to strike. Is that what... They'll get to attack before before you get to strike. Yeah. But that's where something like this... So say that unit attacks the snakes. Yeah. The benefit of having snakes rather than something Which less is, tanky is that you can potentially absorb that damage and still be, yeah. still might yeah. be able to attack. Yeah. Uh, that, well, that, that's the whole point yeah. of, of my thinking around that unit. But like Terrorgrass attacking twice before you get to strike and stuff, I feel like it's probably going to take most units off. The thing is, if you've got Witch Brew up, yeah, maybe it'll kill eight you know, eight to ten of the snakes. But then mm. when eventually the snakes attack, like you, you only need ten of them to do, especially if you've got a couple of buffs, yep. ten of them does a lot of damage. And those mortal wounds, oh boy, oh boy. Mm. Yeah, so, snakes are awesome. Um, I yeah. think, like, realistically, two units of ten snakes is better mm. than 20 snakes Yeah. Um, because you don't need to invest your buffs. You can be in two places. Counterpoint. The there's a whole range of reasons that tens are better. Why mm. not two units of 20? It's too, it's too many points. Like, it's a thousand points. It's a lot of dudes. Like, you can make them core. I played against a guy that had two units of 20 at CanCon and he fucked me up. And that's the only <laughs> time I've ever lost to daughters. Mm. And it was this whole Hearthguard, um, Volkart Berserkers, Hearthguard Berserkers, whichever they are, is that whole experience um, of like fail fast or teething or however you want to describe mm. it, where it's like, I sat off them because I was like, I can't fight them. But yeah. realistically, you need to alpha them before they can get their buffs up mm. or yeah. before they hit turn three. Yeah. Um, and subsequently, I played Hagnar at the last two events and had two easy wins. Mm. But it's like for the people that only play infrequently or play with the models that they like or have have an Iron Jaws mm. army that they love, they just have they have no play against it. I can't wait till Gentile plays against Flesh Air to Courts for the first time. Or Skaven, yeah. and it's just like, wait, I can't move, and I'm in the, the Skaven the, mousetrap. What? The Skaven one is the Skaven one is such a feel bad. Yeah. So. I'm going to throw this question out to the chat as well, but um, to you guys. We are chatting. Yeah. With the activation wars, has that changed how you're writing your list and, and kind of what are you doing to, to take that into account? Because we've got a couple of events coming up. We've got um, BadgerCon coming up in Victoria, which is uh, Sydney's Slaughter Weekend for the New South Wales folks. Mm-hmm. And we've, then we've got Lord of War a couple uh, of weeks blackout. later. Blackout, yeah. Uh, that's a little bit further away. <laughs> but um, how are you kind of changing how you write your list because of the, the the recent shift with the more recent armies. So let me get this right. Activation Wars is now after Soul Wars. Soul Wars are finished. Soul Wars has finished, yes. And it's Activation Wars. Mm-hmm. Forbidden, so, Forbidden Power being the next uh, After Activation Wars, yep. yep. So the new thing, they've brought out a dude on a boat and you can yes, boat right. your models 12 inches and then he ships one of them. So oh. you can surround him in like 30 um, snakes, 20 snakes. Yep. I think it's 19, just, 19, 40 mil models. 
19 snakes. Yep. Then you can teleport them. Or 54 them witch elves. 12 inches. Shiv one of the snakes, but you've moved 12 inches in your hero phase. That's amazing. It's fucking insane. Um, the boat looks so bad. Yeah, I think I've like seen incredibly it. bad. Yeah, it's, that's um, right. Convert it. Don't worry, I've got a. I've, I've, I've got a Lego coming. dinghy somewhere. So the way I would write my list now is I would read the fluff of Activation Wars, mm-hmm. and then I would find the character that I like the most, mm-hmm. and then I would work out what their motivations are and what units would be coming with them in an army, and that's how I would write the list. What do you think the likelihood is that the character that you in, that you think is the you identify with the most is from the Hagnar Temple? Um. It's probably about 80% likelihood that mm-hmm. the character that I like the most is from Hagnar and from the Realm of Fire with the Thermal Rider Cloak. Yep, okay. Because then you can, <laughs> cause then you can hide behind the snake <laughs> and fly over the top. I did that to us so fucked. It's like, oh, you just charge everything into me. Oh, oh, you thought my, my um, cauldron was pinned? No, it won't. No, it's not. It can fly now. It can also retreat and charge. <laughs> Motherfucker. It can what? His has retreat and charge. It's it's in a troop. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this last episode at Border Wars. Lockie yeah. uh, spent the first two games flying his uh, his cauldron around and then yeah. realised that it doesn't have fly because he didn't have the thermal. Oh, such cheating. Oh, that That is so fun to have this screen of snakes and you're just like, whoop. Yeah, okay. All right, I've got to shout out the chat because we have some Dwellers Below royalty in the chat. Dave O'War, how are you doing? You've got to come down for Lord of War, man. I know I'm nagging you. Get your visa sorted. But Yeah. Well, he doesn't need a visa for here, does he? He doesn't need it for here, but he wants to go somewhere else. I know. Oh, did he get his job? Ask him if he got his job. I don't know. We can. How about you send him hey, a message through Dave, some kind of instant what you, what message What do you think service? about sport? What do you think specifically about <laughs> Essendon Football Club? Dave is a chalky boy. <laughs> Um, I feel so, like Dave would be a strawberry boy. So Dave said, "Don't leave us, Chris." Um, I think we're all pretty sad to see you go. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited about the trip as a whole, but yeah, I'm definitely. I, I'm especially disappointed about two Age of Sigma related things. The mm-hmm. first being not being here for Lord of War. That weekend is shaping up to be awesome, and uh, yeah, like also just being here to help out is something I would like to have been able to do. Uh, and the other one is missing CanCon next year because I've never played a 500-player event. and I'm. Gonna it's going to be 500. Gonna... Yeah, I'm absolutely. Fried. I'm fried just thinking about it. Yeah. The Honest Wargamer announced earlier this week that it's actually going to be a 2,000-team team, teams event. So 4,000 <laughs> players. <laughs> oh, and, but... and Clint was on the show. Like This was a legit <laughs> announcement. So Clint, make is it, it 4,000. It's Cliff, sorry. Cliff. Cliff. Cliff, Cliff was on the show. Cliff, make it 4,000. <laughs> is it actually going to be 500? I hope so. Because we had 200 this year. And they're still going to keep it paper-based. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll give you your book back during the round. <laughs> Fuck, what's Controversial, is it? Um, uh, yeah, so, so dis- disappointed to leave. Uh, we'll, be, we'll definitely be missing out on some of the fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, it won't be forever. And uh, there'll, there'll definitely be times where we can come back and uh, talk some hams. Mm-hmm. But uh, to, to answer your question, Nick, uh, about changing army lists as well because i've been uh having moved on from the overorks after their uh brief but glorious uh, controversial uh, have they been rehomed yes they oh, love it they sailed across the tasman strait i believe oh did they to oh, a yeah. 40k player i was gonna say I, they're being used in 40k tournaments now or? I, I have no idea whoever got them um i hope you enjoy them and have a lot of fun games yeah me too 
Um, so I'm back. I'm back on the Stormcast, and there's a transition I started. Stormcast. I thought about buying them just to use them at BadgerCon. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a transition I started to make uh, around Can after CanCon. What I was starting to look for was answers to big monsters mm-hmm. and all astral. Yeah. What, so, what so, questions do big monsters ask though? They they say, "Can you kill me? Yeah, can you kill can me you before pre-game? I, yeah. yeah, and can you hurt me lots? Yeah." And, and so I'd already looked at the Astral Templars Stormhost as a mm. change from the Gavriel Deep Strike mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, the the two big things are plus one to hit monsters and the pre-game move for everyone within twelve of your general. And the color scheme is cool too. They're like that. A burgundy purpley color with the blue. Color scheme like can be absolutely anything. It's your like, hobby. Uh, no, that's that's not what the Stormcast book says. It <laughs> says they must be painted in this way if you want to use them as Astral Templars. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's the, the one book I've read. You can make up your own uh, chapter and paint it as however you want and then just use the rules for another chapter. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the yeah, Space the, Marine book. The, the two things that that, uh, that that Stormhost gives you, I think are also quite good in pivoting uh, like a Stormcast army away from the activation wars. Obviously, mm. Stormcast don't have ways of doing it themselves. So getting things like pre-game moves makes it much easier to keep stuff away from you. Yeah. Mm. And the plus one to hit against monsters is good against stuff like Gristlegore or Bloodthirsters that mm-hmm. people are hoping to leverage for those free things. Yeah, Incense uh, of Rage. The but also, it keepers. kind of pushes you to take three or four bolt throwers mm-hmm. uh, you don't even if you don't take the ordinator like 300 points or something it gives you a lot of shooting against especially stuff like the uh, the zombie dragons and bloodthirsters that don't have like a three up in ethereal amulet save mm-hmm. but for if example they outrange the long strikes they outrange the arcanauts and some of the other common shooting units as well and, and so when you find yourself mm-hmm. in that matchup you can play back if you, if you need to. Yeah, and there, there are so many fewer points as well. Yeah. If you're taking like the long strikes, yeah, by the time you've got nine of them and however many, whichever support characters you need mm-hmm. to make them work. Well, if you don't take the support characters, you can have them in terrain relatively easily as well. Because usually they're mm-hmm. bunched together yeah. to benefit from the ordinator's benefit. Mm-hmm. But if you're taking them without an ordinator, that gives you more flexibility. I really yeah. like it. I think I, it's great. I, I think I'll probably, I mean, it depends on how much I can get painted uh, between my, like around the rest of my painting schedule. I'd probably end up taking the, the ordinator as well, but that's because I quite like the idea of having more shooting. Yep. But yeah, at the very least, having the incentive to take more shooting in a world where you can't necessarily beat everything with 10 evocators mm-hmm. is... Oh, 10 evocators is straight up bad. I, I mean, they're just in... They're, they're in just six been, months, they've gone been out being, sprinted. It's yeah. crazy. Like, when I first played them, I was like, this unit is fucked. Yeah. And I, I played like, them at in SAJ 10. I was like, these are a liability. This is the worst 500 <laughs> points in my army. It, like, they, they were the enemy, public enemy number one yeah. when mm-hmm. the new books dropped. And now... I haven't heard anyone complain about evocators well, in the, a long time. The cats are a lot better than the ones on foot, but in yeah. Australia, I think it's like one hundred and twenty dollars for three or something. Yeah, cats yeah. are so super expensive. So for me expensive. to get six, I'm like, eh, two hundred and forty dollars. I might play with them five times ever. I, I think the cats would actually be really good in the Astral Templars oh, as yeah. well, yeah. It's especially be, with the pregame move and then their move and rerolling on charges. Mm-hmm. They are super fast and very threatening. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I definitely would. Uh, and, and plus cats one, cats and a Heraldor is. Are just mm-hmm. amazing because you can't pin them, then they can retreat yeah. and do what they need to do. And, and again, with the Astral Templars thing, plus one to hit monsters in combat as well mm-hmm. is really solid across the, mm-hmm. the Stormcast army. You only need half a unit to be sticking around to put a real dent in them. But so, if you've got four bolt throwers, how many Amigals are you taking? 
Um, throwback. Yeah. Massive throwback. That's a huge throwback. <laughs> Hit us with some context. Do, do, do those Are th- they 97.4% complete? <laughs> uh, do, do those wow. little uh, razor wing things count as <gasps> That's amigos? what I was thinking. When I was writing Stormcast list, I'm like, I can put bolt, throw- bolt throwers <laughs> and then the little amigos that come with the, um, the long... <laughs> the razor wings. They're yeah. Really they're really oh, good. Aether wings. They're really yeah. good. Aether wings. Because really you can good. sit them behind your, your shooters and then they declare a charge and you just fly in front and scream. You don't sit them behind, you sit them in front because then you... Just do whatever you want. You can yeah. fly them backwards and then they're well over 12 inches away from you. Yeah, force yeah. them to charge the yeah. Amigals, then yeah. retreat with them, yeah. and then they fail the charge. Yeah. And then you do it again. It's so good. Sean, like, significantly outplayed Hang me on. in a warm-up game. How do you force them to, them to charge the Aether Wings if you're going behind your crossbows? So you put them in front. Oh, and, then they're, they're and they there. declare the charge. No, they're, so they're there. They have to be however far away, and then you fly them back, and then they can't do anything. Or they're there, and then you fly up and you sit two inches, 0.99 away from one model and they're in combat. Yep. They can't charge. Yeah, and in the combat phase, charge. one guy can pile in and fight. Yeah. Yeah, boy. That's like super amigos. It's incredibly <laughs> engaging and fun for your opponent. <laughs> but sweet sweet 600-point Death Star, bro. You're doing fuck all. Yeah. So how many... Um, But they come in units of three, right? Yeah. Yep. That's a lot of names. That's true. Eager Eddie, you know, it's Superfluous Steve... Fabulous you, can only, you can only remember two of them, can't Gre- you? Gregarious, Greg. Gregorious Greg and... Betty the Beaver. No, there was one more. Um, well, while Nick is thinking about that... we got to say hi to Dave Fraser, who's joined the chat and started trolling us because he just got bored of trolling people on Twitter because that's all he ever does, right? And now he's trolling us on Twitch. Now he's tro- he, trolling us on Twitch as he well. He makes a sincere <laughs> comment on Twitter. And people get their backs up. And he's like, no, no, I was being serious. You've done a really good job. These look nice. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost like you can't tell when he's being serious. What and, did he ask I, us? I've also seen when when he has made a serious comment and mm-hmm. people have said, well, Dave, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I really wish I hadn't done that's that. Out of character. Uh, Danny Paints is uh, is in the chat. I'm not sure why he's in the chat when he said he couldn't be here today. <laughs> Pretty disappointed, Danny. I hope he's working and he's just got this on the little tripod just he said, hang on, lads, I thought you kicked Smorgan out. But unfortunately, we had to bring Smorgan back because you couldn't make it, Danny. So, mm. And yeah, Dave said, uh, with Gentilian Egg, this is basically the ex-Dwellers cast. And it basically is because we've, uh, we've got Dave in the, in the um, chat as well. So we just need Jabe and then we're sorted. If we mm. had Jabe leaving early and not contributing <laughs> that to that anything, would be perfect. then we'd be 100%. If any of you do that at Lord of War, I'll actually hunt you down and kill you. And I'll come late, but I won't leave early. <laughs> It's not going to be just me at midnight setting up terrain, me and Dave. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Definitely not. So, uh, did we want to say anything more about activation wars and adapting to that? Or did we want to move on to... What's in the box set? So, for me, the next event we're going to, Nick and I are going to BadgerCon. Mm-hmm. And they've got realms in play. So, that means everyone has access to the Realm of Light. Therefore, everyone has access to Strike Quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what they're doing is they've got... Um, they're using the realms, but... Each game is in, they're calling it the Realm of Bogans, mm-hmm. which is is where Measured live. Appropriate. Appropriate. <laughs> that that suits. So you play, but you get to choose which realm your army comes from. Mm-hmm. And so that, you get the command and ability. That, and that gives you the items, but it also gives you, every, every wizard can either pick a spell from their battle tome, mm-hmm. as per normal, or they can pick a spell from the lore of the realm that they come from. Mm-hmm. So good for things like Seraphine, where you've got the Slarnet, just comes with a pretty mediocre base spell, mm-hmm. doesn't have a battle time spell, gets an extra spell. So last year, I think I was using Banishment on my Slan. Yep. Uh, also, you also get the default spell. Like, what do they call those now? The, yeah. The zero the sig- spell. Is it signature, signature spell? Yeah, That's what it used to be spell. called. So you get the signature spell, but you also get the command abilities, 
mm-hmm. for that realm. So as you said, Law of Light is crazy. The command ability is, is stupid. Mm-hmm. What does it do? Strike quickly, strike at the start of the combat phase. So now that they've introduced the activation wars, there's a start of phase, during phase, and end of phase. So all your start of phase stuff happens at the start. So you could activate all of your units. Say you had five command points. Yep. You could activate five command points and five of your units could fight before they fight. But then the sixth unit that fights, because you've moved to the normal phase, is also yours. Because it's your turn. <gasps> what? <Yeah. laughs> and, unless their army is... Also doing everything at the start. Yes. Uh, so was this... Endowed. Was this an FAQ or was this... This was an FAQ, yeah. yeah. Oh. So what they did when they did that was they gave something... It was a full-blown Warhammer us. community article, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, hey, look at us. We're so responsive to the community's needs. We went and fucked the game up further. I'm like, guys, <laughs> you need to sit quietly in the corner and let this play out. Yeah, but what, they, it, what it annoys me about it so much is that there's just a whole bunch of stuff that happens at the start of the combat phase. Mm-hmm. They need a start of the combat phase and then a start of the start of the combat They need abilities phase. and then fighting. So, Correct. So, for instance, your sequitors, if it's your opponent's turn, yeah. start of the phase, they say, cool, my zombie dragon's piling in. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll use reroll armor saves. He'd be like, no, you won't, motherfucker. It's my turn. I'm choosing to fight before you get to say that. Yeah. Oh. And then he's like, oh, and by the way, I get to fight a second time because I'm feck. And then you're 20 seconds towards the dead. And so things like the doppelganger cloak, which would normally be a good way to play against this start yep. of the face stuff, just doesn't work in your opponent's turn because they get to turn. choose the, the order. That is fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like That again, is actually... Welcome to the activation wars. Yeah. And there's spells and stuff that force you to go last. So it's like, oh, I've got always strike first and always strike last. So depending on whose turn it is, that de- determines which one kicks in. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah it's so, good. <laughs> this good. is but also so... they patted themselves on the back. That's my favorite thing about it. They're like, "Hey guys, look what we did!" It's like, oh, oh shut up! Don't tell anyone. Don't draw their attention this to it. So dumb, <laughs> Sam. You're so negative. No, Ooh. not negative. I fucking love AOS. I like. I you just don't like this I, thing about it. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's I think we're not going to constructively criticize them. Like, there's a podcast I was listening to recently, and I thought, what's the point? You're being such fucking Pollyannas. Um, it's like it's embarrassing. Um, and I don't want to be like that on this cast. Name some names. Come on. It was Cliff. Cliff was just like, oh, no, that's all right. No, they'll fix it. I was like, dude, come on, rein it in. Oh, do you know how they fix it? By destroying the world and starting a new game. <laughs> You're still bitter about that. Yes. I am too. Oh, well. um, so, so, hang on. Let me get this clear. There's a start of the phase thing, right? And so when you would activate something at the start of the combat phase, regardless mm-hmm. of who t- whose turn it is, mm-hmm. now it matters whose turn it is. Well, because Only because when things happen at yeah. the same time, yeah. whoever's turn it is gets to decide the order. And so and when you've got a thing that says, I get to strike at the start of the combat phase, yeah, yeah. that happens at the same time as like the sequitur ability, which is yeah. at the start of the and combat the phase. You yeah. so you, but does it alternate? Do you choose no, the they I'm choose? I'm pretty sure it's just you get to decide. controls yeah. the sequence. Yeah. So do you understand what this did for the double turn? It actually made it even more fucked. It means you need to participate in the activation wars and get a slaughter queen and fight them in the hero phase and be like, I don't care about your stupid rules. <laughs> but this is so dumb. But you also but need so to be in combat with them at the start of the hero phase, which is... Get good. Yeah. Get good, yeah. Just, just shoot them in the shooting phase, right? That, I mean, that's my thinking is... So this is that that's the actual answer. So your question was, what does the activation wars do to list construction? I think what it does is it starts to privilege shooting... Uh, more so than previously, and it starts, to in... make, it starts to make target prioritization significantly more important. Um, so, for instance, some things require a hero that's enabled to activate, like the this um, realm of light. It's like if they don't have any heroes, they can't strike first. So, you then need to um, target their heroes 
particularly their general, because he has a 12-inch bubble for this thing, yeah. um, before you start targeting the units, whereas but, otherwise you may not have playing scenario play and try and have more bodies near yeah, the, the, the objectives. The, the problem is, though, the, the core mechanics of the game privilege combat quite heavily, which means you, mm-hmm. you, you can't just take shooting, because like 20 witch elves with no buffs will take out your shooting army. Uh, you need... Well, maybe slight exaggeration. Yeah, well, but, a, but yeah, so, so you need to be able... You, or you want to be able to take out the characters with precision and you don't want to be relying on shooting so much to take out the actual muscle, like the units in the army. Uh, so I think st- stuff like uh, Warlocks doing six auto mortal wounds and that kind of thing starts to look even better. Mm-hmm. And being able to hide your characters, whether that's line of sight blocking or with defensive equipment mm-hmm. in uh, lookout sir range, th- like those kind of things potentially become really important. Uh, and so an army that can, you yeah, know, Shoot characters really well. Say Skaven, probably quite good. Yep. Uh, witch elves with the the shields and martyr sacrifice. Witch elves. Mm. So the trade off the trade off is your thirty witches cost you two hundred and seventy points. Yep. And then they throw some unit in there, and it's like, yeah, maybe you kill me, but I'm gonna throw twenty five mortal wounds back at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the the shields are really handy when you sacrifice, mm. and they're quite good. But it just oh, double turns made them worse. <laughs> I don't think anyone else has come to that conclusion, so well done. Oh, oh well, yeah, here we go. Hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> Raising a really original point. So, Bandicon, mm-hmm. in the realms, what are you doing? I'm taking the Law of Light. Yep. And, or the Realm of Light. Yep. So, this only works if you apply these to the tournament, right? Well, like, but other armies just have them generically. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, they're so trying Korn, to. So, Corn has things that can strike first. Yeah. Uh, Glimpse Slanesh, make, Slanesh makes things strike last. Mm-hmm. Glimpse White makes things strike last. And construct first. And construct first. Flesh Eater Quartz has stuff that strikes first. Generic Order has a single use strike first, which yeah. you put on a dragon or a griffin. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the more recent books have brought in these things that strike first or make things strike last. So. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the quick most of the strike way Yeah, really yeah most of the strike last start. stuff isn't new, Assassin's but, strike but it's first. stuff that people are now using because it was like... It wasn't super relevant before, but now it is. Well, at least they're moving away from re-rolling as their only mechanic of making things good or bad. No, they still have that. But at least the games will be over quicker because all your stuff will be dead. Yeah, well, that does happen against Flesh Eater Courts for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, my my one and only game against Flesh Eater Courts lasted one turn. Yeah. Uh, Well, it lasted until the priority roll because the way the matchup worked, it was just, yeah, like if I got two turns of shooting, his whole army was dead. And if he got... uh, yeah, if that didn't happen, my whole army was dead. Great. The, the, the part Double of, turn but, but for the win. A significant part of that was our army construction. His army had true threats, and my army had no real combat. Yours had no threats. Uh, I, I could shoot things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, with a more sensible, like with a balanced army, uh, that wouldn't have been the case. Who takes but, balanced armies, though? Uh, well, that, that depends. If, as we're saying, shooting is important, so you want to have combat things to do activation stuff and potentially some shooting to take out some of their activation pieces, uh, yeah, maybe balanced armies are weirdly going to be important again. Mm, I'd be interested to see. I would I would argue that my CanCon list was relatively balanced mm-hmm. because of it wanting to compete in all the phases. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, but I don't think if that's going to do well in a situation where people just get to strike first before it. It's interesting because like Chuck just ran at um, Border Wars, Mm. um, a list not dissimilar to yours in terms of it had like a hundred elves in it Mm. and they all had shields. Yeah. And with screening um, and, you know, 
with precision play is really, really good counter to the current meta. Mm, but I don't have screening or precision play. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm a so baby think, with a machine I don't gun. think the list is the issue in this case. Mm. Mm. Realms, Badger, go. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Realm of Light Yep. Uh, because I want to be able to participate. Yep. Um, I lost two games at Border War, both to Feck, and both times I felt like the, there was... Oh, fair, Flesh Eater Quartz, that's what Flesh Eater Quartz, there was a fair bit of disparity. Oh, I thought you were just saying um, naughty words. In what words. they could do. So I feel like getting getting an even kill with them in terms of having the ASF will be important. Does that mean you're going to use the boat? I have got a boat, but I'm not using it. I painted a boat. That's on my list of things I've painted. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, and I converted up Goblin Crew, not dissimilar to Chris's. Oh. I'll also be taking uh, lots of shooting because I think the shooting pew, is pew, increasingly pew. getting important. Um, I believe... And lots of bodies, like lots of bodies. I believe I was talking about shooting all the way back in January mm. and how useful it is mm-hmm. for board control. That's why shooty snakes are the way to go, but you don't get that many for their points. Yeah, and I think the the role you want the snakes to play being a big tanky unit, mm. I think that's something that you definitely want to have access to and a handful of shooty snakes is not going to do that. No, they're not going to. Shooty snakes suck. Them. They're the only thing in the book that sucks. Mm. For every five shooty snakes, you could get 10 heart renders, which are yeah. better. Yeah, I like Heartrenders a lot, actually. Mm. So do I. I really like the Shadow Patrol. That's all I think about. We've, we've been to. I've got because like, you and I've been together yeah. for a long time. <laughs> I reckon we're bouncing lists in December yeah. when we're looking at. That was back when it was. How do you make Phoenix as good? Yep. Do you like, have two how tens? How can you get spells in into Battalion so you can get your second yep. item? Do you, Do you have two tens of the Heartrenders of, of the got, Warlocks? I've got twenty. Painted no, not how many do you own painted Warlocks so in the list? In the list of Shadow Patrol, uh, Shadow Patrol, you have four fives. Four fives of Four warlocks. fives and two units of um, Warlocks. And the cool thing you can do in Shadow Patrol, you yep. could take like one big unit of heart renders, 10, 15, 20, yep. and every turn you can <laughs> set them up because you can do a teleport at the yeah, end of the yeah. movement phase. Yep. So then once you set them up, they're back to Ren 2. Yeah. yeah but then you, you I, don't have enough I'm, points for battle line in that. Army. Yeah, you do. It's super cheap. It's a cheap battalion. Yeah, I, I, one of the guys at Bobo this weekend is running a Shadow Patrol and it looks sweet. I think uh, it's definitely think Chris it's, Myhill. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to say this. Since joining our like fucking super VIP <laughs> under the radar mixed order chat, his list is starting to get pretty good. He's been in there for like one week. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I joined after he like after he'd already kicked ass yeah. for a long time. Um, but but I, I liked his solution because the problem that we had with those Phoenix lists was that Phoenixes didn't like nothing in the list really did enough damage at that That's point, right. and you were jumping through a bunch of hoops to get enough mages in there to mm-hmm. justify it. And I think his solution, if I remember correctly, was to fuck off a Phoenix and put in a dragon. Yeah, that's like, it's straight that, up that improvement. Was, yeah. Absolutely, what was required. And if it was me, because the dragon's three forty and the griffin's two sixty. I would no drop, phoenixes. Yeah, I would yeah. I'd drop the Phoenix or I'd drop the dragon and make it a griffin and then I'd take a unit of ten heart renders. So I think there's game yeah. in that redeploying and also just ten will win skirmishes with little units of five that are protecting objectives. Oh, because they get their better shooting every time they every set, time set up. up. Yeah, so, so yeah. whenever they set up, yeah, they're okay. rem two. So even if you're just teleporting them, yeah. they get that but, rem. But the warlocks okay. are only units of five. Warlocks are units of five, which is completely fine. They've got yeah. heaps yeah, of utility. Like Although heaps of utility. Getting one up to ten would also be kind of cool, though. Yeah. yeah depending yeah. on points. But yeah, uh, definitely some cool things to think about. The other thing I do is add 12 engine riggers. <laughs> then we're starting to play with points. Yeah. Like, okay, so we're going to start playing 2,700 point Actually, games. Actually, the thing I would do, so his list is three tens of dwarf warriors, which is sort of like famous for using dwarf warriors incredibly effectively. Um, 
but I need my crutch of an Akadol company while they can use the <laughs> while they can still use the big guns because I think that's going to be short lived. Yeah, I sort of want to keep. I, it. I also really like the and this is something that goes I guess for any mixed army is getting to play around with the kind of roles that your battle line units fill. Yep, I, I really like the ten. Uh, what were they? Free guild archers. Yeah, getting, no, getting the pre game move yeah. it feels so good. Uh, just when you're trying to fend off problem units. Uh, th- th- there's heaps that you can do. It's good in literally every matchup. But I, the archers mm. are unreal, and I think handgunners and crossbowmen are probably also really good. There's, yeah, like you're just spoiled for choice mm. in terms of battle line units across order. And then at the same time, I'm trying to build these destruction lists, and there's like literally five choices, and three of them suck. It's just mm. like I, I was looking at the mixed chaos a little oh, while yeah, back and they've, they've got a decent number of options but a lot of them are kind of the same thing yeah. you don't have the same sort of toolbox that not being has. able to have knights as battle line is really disappointing for mixed chaos i mm. think yeah i think just broadly slaves to darkness could could do with a bit of modernizing well potentially a new book for them this year mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. rumor so well that would go hand in hand with all the war cry stuff that's kind of floating yeah. around and those are some Beautiful. What about models? the tribal ones? How does the tribal chaos fit in? You know that they released the Shades by Award Warband for. Are they just more oh, the, um, dark, the dark, dark Oath or whatever? Dark Oath. Yeah, yeah they're no, they're, they're not marauders. They're like sort of different. No, they're basically marauders. Okay. Um, Same with just most of the Warcry things, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's all chaos mortals, like yeah. stuff that has turned to chaos and stuff like that. So yeah. I um I really hope they do a generic human book at some point like a you know like the free guild and stuff but yeah do more of the everyman rather than super have you read the main rule book the stuff prior to the rules not a lot of heaps of awesome stuff about free cities and about humans in the realms yeah and if they could somehow um bring that into the game i reckon they're not is it teutonic is that what the germans sort of looking they're not teutonic though so i don't know what that means to the existing range i suspect the part of the reason to not do that is probably like an ip model sort of thing yeah. so that there's there are so many people who have like historicals or yeah. other yeah. fantasy human ranges and I'm, like, I'm not trying to say that games workshop are just like doing everything to protect ip hashtag oryx hashtag ogles i think they could do a new take on the the generic free guild and stuff mm, like that. astra militaria well th- that's the thing is that you what would else? need You'd want something that makes them stand out and you're not just releasing a book that is generic people doing yeah. people stuff. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Agrarians of Sigmar, I still think, is a pretty good shout. Mm. Uh, but, but yeah, so I, I, I would like some more of that kind of thing to come out. I'd also like them to do some more stuff with the non-order factions, though. I'd like, them to do, love. I'd like them to do more stuff with the elves that come out of the realm of Haish. Particularly um, the ones... That fight with Tyrion and Teclas. So the there's no power. way you can get through a whole episode without saying the words Tyrion and Teclas. Not a chance. There's forbidden a lot of power people. advances the Teclas storyline. It, yeah, it does. I need to get it. It's not released yet. I need to get it. Mm-hmm. So this is what I want from an army. You can buy it soon. I will buy it soon. You get the guy in the boat. No, what I want in an <laughs> army is I want a unit of um, guys that might wield really big axes. And on their backs, they would wear the pelts of an animal that they had to slay to become part of this elite axe-wielding regiment. What colour would this be? Um, I would probably go with white you're on their a, pelts. You're a fucking racist. Yeah, I would go white pelts, not not any other colour, um, because I think that contrasts well with, with other colours that you put in the models. And then I would like that fighting with them would be giant birds of prey 
whether they be hawks mm-hmm. or eagles or falcons. I'm not sure. So white leopards and the falcons. Yes, white leopards and the falcons. Sounds like the name of a band. Yeah. Some like 80s hair metal the, band. There is actually a an Australian band called Jojo Zepp and the Falcons. Jojo, well, maybe I'll name mm. this army Jojo Zepp and the Falcons. And then what I also want is big elven cavalry, whether they're riding little dragons or just massive horses or white leopards or white leopards. That, that old Tyrion model is fucking tiny now. It's really yeah. small. He's so it's like small. the size of a Stormcast. He's on really a horse. Small. Yeah. I, I, no, having gone back to painting some his, Warhammer historicals, which used mm-hmm. to be the same kind of size as yeah. your, your average Warhammer human. Warhammer I mean, they were always a slightly smaller like, scale, but, but, but not like bit, significantly very, smaller, like very yeah. similar in terms of surface area. Mm-hmm. And and now the yeah the the scaling thing is just drastically different. Your Urukai look lovely. My Urukai, they yeah. they don't have, um, you know, canonical. I was going to say that Colors, I, I don't think but, I saw them wearing red highlighted yeah. armor in the uh, in the film. It's in the book. Yeah, it's definitely in the book. But they do. Um, but a lot of they armies. Like they go to a traffic light party. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got green and, and amber? <laughs> not not yet. But please. But my my Rivendell a... is going to be yellow. So maybe oh. when when I combine all my three, then I just need a green army. Yeah. Mm, Single like and ready to mingle. Yeah. Wearing a green one onesie. Yeah. Have you guys ever been to a traffic light party? Yeah, of course. No. What color did you wear? Amber. Amber, me too. Uh-huh. It's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had some long distance relationship going on at the time. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so that's why I was in amber. What color did you finish the night in? Amber. As in, you finished inside an amber? No, I no, went was, home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went home in amber on my own. Because nothing wrong with that. Because I, because I told. Because you were in a complicated long distance relationship. Because <laughs> the lady that I was talking to, I told I played Warhammer and she ran away. <laughs> that also happened to you in Canberra. It did. Ma- ma- maybe you need to stop telling people that you play Warhammer when you're trying to pick them up in bars. Oh uh, yeah. Quick story about Raph. You should have come. I was going to say you should come along to Mooseheads at CanCon this year. There was some serious picking up going on. Oh. And, and um, I think Raph was at a, a conference. Oh. He's there for an important long weekend conference. Oh, important business. Important Bus- business. <laughs> He's an international business. He didn't, he business didn't tell company. her that he'd spent $22 on Slate for bases that day. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come up in the conversation. <laughs> At Moose- Who goes to Mooseheads if they're in camera on business? <laughs> Raph. <laughs> At least he didn't give her his number and then go back to uh, a different state. Is that what Leopold? Yeah, that's what Leopold did. Oh. Silly, silly. Well, yeah, no. Leopold should have relocated there on the basis of a girl talking. She was way, way out of his league. There's like, no such thing. Leeds as a paradigm is wrong. Hey, sure. he's people a, are people. He's a nice right. man. He's a nice man. Hmm. Don't be mean to Leopold. I'm not being mean to Leopold. He was mean to himself by not picking up. He was very mean to himself. Um, so we're time poor and we haven't. We really are time even poor. Done one yeah. I've tried five times to. Segway over to BadgerCon every time Gentilly has just jumped in with something <laughs> nonsense. Why do you think I keep getting yellows? <laughs> I'm keen. It was a really good event last year. It looks like they're going to get massive numbers. Yeah, they're looking at like 40-odd cool. players. I yeah, think. So super, I'm, super I'm cool. going. I haven't signed up yet, but I'm going to sign up today. Um, I've so, just, just got the weekend off, so I'm figuring out what I want to do for Realms-wise. I've only got kind of one army I could use, which is Nighthaunt or Legion for sale, Legions. So you may not have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, buy my Nighthaunt slash Legions of Nagash army. If you're Soon listening to be to um, Legions of Grief. Yeah, Legions I'm actually really interested by that. I'm really tempted. They're going to, like, basically Nighthaunt is not as good as Legion, so they just move him over. 
So, oh. so it's just going to be one army for all. Like, like the death faction is just going to be one army. I think there'll maybe. be options available yeah. for you to play them the way you want. It's basically because cool. all the Mortarks have a legion, and yeah, now that Alinda is a Mortark, she's getting the Legion of Grief, which apparently gives her apparently can use all of the night on stuff, but with gravesite. So yeah. that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, but um, I've got to figure out what I want to do realm-wise. So my automatic default was to take the Law of Light or the Realm mm-hmm. of Light. Shadow's really good as well. Shadow's good, but the Realm of Death is pretty good with Nagash. Oh, fuck, yeah. man. Because yeah, you ethereal. can make him ethereal and you can make him dump all the if wounds he takes onto a, other units. If you ethereal. could do a dragon, it's a spell. One of the spells. Uh, and it's on an 8+, plus, which is like really hard, yeah. unless you're Nagash. Yeah. And so you can't attack him. No, his save can't be um, improved, which you can't anyway, or rendered. And he's, and he's and got his, a four up. And his command ability is reroll ones for his armor save. Uh, for the whole fucking army. And the command ability for Law of Death is that he can dump get all the wounds, wounds he back. takes onto a unit and then gets all his wounds back. If you've uh, got, and then resummon the unit for a command point? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were just uh, in Nick's hobby room and there's like 11 dragons. If one of those is a zombie dragon, um, I think a zombie dragon with ethereal amulet and the gash could be a fucking sick combo for that. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'll have to give that a whirl. Maybe turn that like a thousand dollar whatever it is dragon, <laughs> the one that's like my, two her- foot my tall. heresy dragon. <laughs> it's like custom made one into an undead one. That is waiting for the light elves to come out. Yeah, basically. Fair. Oh, hopefully, hopefully. What's it be? that's now um, contemporary GW size scale yeah. as well. When it came out, <laughs> no, the biggest model is, ever released. It is still bigger than Archeon. Yep. Love it. Doesn't it. Even is have is a it bigger than Vorgarath? It'd be close. No. It's, it's, Height-wise, it certainly is. but Yeah, it's got a bigger wingspan, I think. Vorgrath is massive. Like, mm-hmm. the thing is Volume-wise, huge, yeah, yeah. It's like a dog. I mean, like the... Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little fucking it's puppy true. dog on the table. It's definitely not as big as Vorgrath, but uh, one day I'll paint that model. I've, it took three years to arrive, and it's been three years since it arrived. Well, it so. broke the bloke. He wrote, like, an essay online yeah, yeah. about it. Um, so this is a one-off model. Financially. It's not a one-off model. It's a um, maybe they printed a hundred or it's an out of print. Re- there's probably three three hundred and fifty or so of them floating around. It was a heresy miniatures dragon. Oh. Uh, the thing's amazing. The story is pretty depressing. But um, shout out to Andy Foster at Heresy. He does some some pretty cool models, yeah, and the dragon stuff. is amazing. Yeah. And yes, it fits on a fifty mil square base. But <laughs> I bet you thought for a while he was dragging you around. Oh fuck off. So Gentilly, you. Um, I'm trying to get to your topic, but you keep diverting me away from your topic. Oh, yeah, topic. you went to an event. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your event. Such segue. Um, a team's tournament with my mate Josh at... Um, Is it Josh Carroll? Josh Crouch. Crouch. Yeah, yeah. He's back. Yeah, he's playing Silver Nerd. Is he in Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. He moved oh, to Melbourne. Is he coming to Lord of War? Uh, I think so. I think he got to stick it almost straight away. Is or, he out that way? Because I've got a mob that play at House of War. Yeah, yeah. He's he a, should definitely he just bought a house in Vermont. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's a good painter. It, they look amazing. So he took Sylvaneth, he took Durthu, who did nothing all day. Mm-hmm. Derp through. Um, and then he took Hunters with Swords. And did then... Durthu degrade or did he keep <laughs> his profile as well? <laughs> oh, he definitely degraded. Okay, good, good. Um, and then he took the um, <laughs> the sprites that moved around. Yeah, Josh Krauts is coming. Oh, yeah, oh, good awesome. Good. awesome. Uh, is that Lee Karuna is down there as well? Yeah, Lee the was doing some messages. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah, the band's getting back together. Byron, cool. Byron Bornhurst's on his way as well. Mm. Bornhurst. Um, but what we found was essentially what we've been talking about for the whole time we've been playing AOS, that we played three games. We won one because they left their objective and I ran onto it, and that was the end of top of turn two, bottom of turn two. So like knife to the heart or something Yeah, like yeah that. so we played knife to the heart and took their objective. And then the other two games, we were in clear, like unlosable positions because... Mm-hmm. They didn't either. They didn't have any characters left to take the objectives back from us or whatever. Mm-hmm. But because 
they ran units that were so functionally slow to use, mm-hmm. we ran out of time. Laborious units. Yeah. Like there was a unit of skeletons that were had 100 attacks. Great. Rerolling ones to hit, rerolling to wound, mm-hmm. like all this. And they weren't actually killing anything, mm-hmm. but they were just rolling all these They dollars. were killing your fun. They were, they were definitely killing the fun. Um, so we killing had time. several... Yeah. Several turns where it was like, oh, okay, we'll do this in two minutes and then you can have half an hour for your turn. Um, so, yeah, we just ran out of time. So, I mean, you lost. Yeah, you that's lost yeah, the we lost unlosable two, games is what I just heard. We lost two out of three games from clear winning. Had the games gone to their conclusion, we would have won them all comfortably. So, you took filth to a local friendly event. No, I didn't take filth. I took... Um, you lost 66% of your games and you still won a unit of sisters. Yeah, I got best... <laughs> Best newcomer to <laughs> Age of Sigma. This is not on. Um, because, are, you, are you kidding? Um, because After how many tournaments that you'd already played at this point? It was only my third. After um, going, what, five and... <laughs> five, like you're on, five you're and on one at CanCon? CanCon, day two. Yes. Um, I, th- I think because they'd never seen me before. I'm going to go to the next one. It sounds great. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going. And I'm playing a team as myself. Yeah, because well, because my army was fully painted and I didn't win best painted and didn't win best sports and stuff, but there was a... Could you cross Grand Alliances? Did you get super yeah. stroppy about oh. not winning best painted like you did at CanCon? Or? Nah. No, 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 I didn't care. I'm just there to roll dice. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I didn't get stroppy about oh, not wait, winning then. CanCon. Oh, wait, that was Danny Carroll. Not winning painted. <laughs> oh. I, was, I was just really confused. This is what happens when you're not here, there Danny. An absence of love. Yeah. There's an absence of love that, that should have been there. Like, I just wanted just a nom or some reason as to be like, why? I, I think, I don't know, but I think next year they'll do like Kiss by a Rose. They'll do, these are the best painted armies. Go have a look at them. What a beautiful beauty pageant. Oh. They should, right? Yeah. There's 200 people. Like, yeah. Pull out 10 armies. Let those people all shine. But what, yeah. Well, now I understand coolest army voting and it's not actually about the quality of the painting. It's about the overall concept board and popularity what's yeah. cooler yeah but I, I feel like probably mine didn't even get looked at um, anyway that's not important that was mate it. if you can't win best painting at a little GW store event then <laughs> well there was Come that Stormcast lift, lift. one that is the white with the washes that was at um, Marcus oh that's really yeah, cool yeah, yeah that's, really yeah, that's cool. an awesome yeah. yeah I think that one well, Marcus just signed up for Smorgancon 2 14 July nice Smorgancon 2 14th of July so we finally managed to get some segues happening the Sorcerer's Apprentice is that what it's called? The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Sorcerer's Apprentice. I wanted Fast Times at Ridgemont High, <laughs> but it won't fit on a combat gauge. So I'm thinking. <laughs> Where's it happening? Uh, happening at Good Games Melbourne. GG Melbourne. Good Games Melbourne. Nick and Nick are coming, pending not working. Yep. Yep. Um, we've got 24 tickets for this. I one, don't work Sundays. And we've sold half of them so far. So if you're interested, get in, get involved. We've got pretty significant prize support. Uh, we've got some awesome swag. You don't work Sundays. No. You're coming. Okay, Nick's coming. What about if I go... I'm going to play this one, so hopefully someone else will TO. Maybe Brad. I'll, I'll see. <laughs> Brad said to me he really likes the like running an event and th- that side of things. I'm meant to be yeah. having dinner with him tonight, so I'll Ask see him. if I can... Yeah. yeah. Put in a good word. Oh, Bradford. He came in... Last time he came and helped, and I'm not joking, he was fucking like... A machine. He was so. He's, in, he was so he's, incredibly he's generous so with his events, time yeah. and his effort. Like he's I'm, actually really good at organising and running events. Like he's just bad at playing. Really good at it. Like well, he's, he's running heaps of like bolt actiony yeah. Gaslands, yeah. uh, whatever the Star Wars Legion. I don't know what he's playing. Exactly. No, he hasn't run. I think twenty four with a super simple players pack, which is just we're going to play new scenarios out of the G, the GHB. Yeah. Um. The 
There's no secondary. There, there's staff there like, for data entry. It, for data the event entry. can I think run I itself. I can play without a TO, but I also feel like having a TO, particularly for rulings and to speed things up, is, is it's useful. a good look. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it's one of these things where it's my preference to play, but if I can't, I'm happy to drop on the day. And if it's TOing's just, fun though. Like, if it's just with your mates, it's fine. But if you've got new players turning yeah. up, there's probably an expectation that someone's actually running. Yeah, actually and, running the event. Um, I'm in negotiations with Crust. <laughs> and it is looking, oh boy. It's looking incredibly likely that they'll provide some level of sponsorship. Oh. Um, you should tell them that I had crust yesterday and the day before. I, I did too. Oh, well, not man. the day before, but... What yeah. do you do for a crust? <laughs> give them you, money, they give you a pitch. Yeah, oh. generally. And do you know, I asked them, because it was $1 for extra pineapple, mm-hmm. and I said, if I give you $2, will you cover it in pineapple? And they said, yes. Did they tell you to stop clowning around? But they did, but it was delicious. Crusty the clown. Mm. That's the joke. So Simpsons Con- jokes are a bit dated now, aren't they? Yeah, but, but Simpsons has a time machine. Oh, it's great, man. Also, we were talking about Amigos before. We're not yeah, above yeah, fine. <laughs> very Every, tired. Everything jokes. about this this whole podcast from the day we started it again is dated. Mm. We are not dated. So Smorgoncon two is the first of the year of awesome. That will be the second of three that will run during the year. The third <laughs> one we've also got a date for, but I'm gonna hold off on announcing that just until we get confirmation of when the magic pre-releases are, because I don't want it to clash yeah, yeah. Um, for the events, uh, for the venue, not for me. Um, obviously are you play playing magic. magic? No, I don't play magic. I'm, it, like, I'm it, basically it, a heroin addict, so if I bought one magic card, I'd yeah. like, have to remortgage. Yeah, Maybe but if I'll the store's going to be full of magic players who've been playing like 14 hours of pre-releases or whatever. It'll be really snowy. I was just thinking more it'll be crowded and noisy. And not that's that's, that's it. So I want it to and not, but they'll fill, they'll fill the whole, whole thing for yeah. a pre-release. And so. it'll stink. I don't think that's true. Anyway, so that will be <laughs> all three. Gross generalization. And then the, the final will be sometime, I would anticipate, in late November or early December. But that end, might compete with Masters. Ending though. when Masters is, so I don't want them to clash. It's only going to be... I'm thinking at oh, yeah, the moment... Masters is in Victoria, in Victoria year, I'm it? thinking it'll oh, be a top eight format. And I'm thinking it might be Knockout. Ooh. That would be cool, but particularly for someone that has to come from Bendigo and get knocked out in the first round. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Can you... When someone gets knocked out, so it's a knockout. Sure. I'm hoping that I'm going to be one of the eight. I want to win small <laughs> It's your own <laughs> That's why he wants to win so bad. That, that's why there's event, so much. So I'm a long way behind. That's why there's so much prize support being added in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Top loading it now. He's starting to play. Yeah. Very good. I'm excited. That the, sounds the good. The field last time, the painting was so good. There was so much good stuff. And Chris came second on the player vote, people like lapped up his Stormcast oh, yeah. um, and, and Danny won, which was good because it meant he didn't spit the dummy for once. <laughs> but his army is real nice. Um, it is. It's fucking amazing, yeah. But, That's it, the... but, but he also did a max and didn't actually display his unpainted models at that oh, tournament. Okay, fuck, I forgot. He put in, <laughs> he put in an NMM Stormcast <laughs> model that wasn't in matching the rest of the stuff. Oh, but sneaky. then he didn't put it out when he was displaying it. Outrageous. Yeah, so... We'll rescind it. Chris won. Well done, yeah. Chris. Yeah. yeah. So we've touched on a few of these things. With we've touched on Warcry. We've touched on Forbidden Power a little bit uh, with the train coming out. So this all got announced. And Activation at, Wars. And Activate. It's not the same thing. Oh. But we touched on those kind of things, and they all came out or got announced at Warhammer Fest, which was last week. Warhammer Fest. There was some big stuff coming out of that. Yeah, they're re-releasing Cave Drakes yeah. and uh, Faramir and Madril. Yeah, uh, uh, the the new. Are they going to uh, do scaring with the scaring of the show with new hobbits? Hobbit holes. Oh, they look so good. Those holes look amazing. Yes. Except that you have to bring your own like mound. That's what I like yeah. about it. You, it's, yeah, you can make your own mound. Yeah. 
Yeah, instead of, everyone, instead of everyone having the same exact yeah, same identity. Boring oh. fucking... Mm. Maybe they'll start selling Games Workshop branded dirt. All these people already that do. have... <laughs> yeah, they definitely already All do. these people that have the Sylvaneth Wildwood bases, which are about to be redundant. Ooh, yeah. Are they? What's they going on with that? that as the template for their new mounds. <laughs> what's going on with um, the Wildwood? Spe- speaking of terrain at that thing, I, I think they're just changing the way it works for the new battle time. Thank God, because it's oh. the worst thing that they do. Um, but the, uh, the modular... Uh, it, I can't believe it's not Tomb King's terrain that's coming out. It looks really good. Mm. And, I can't believe it's not Tomb King's. And surprisingly playable for Games Workshop terrain as well. Like It looks mm. like it's designed with moving models up it and looks down and awesome. across in mind. And it's looking likely that we'll have at least one table of it at um, Lord of War. Mm-hmm. At least one. I would anticipate two. I think I'm going to be able to get a second. But How much? Are any of you painting this? or? Uh, well, that's what we've got. We've talked about it off mic, but probably not. <laughs> if Chris wasn't going, yeah, he'd be I, I, a perfect person to do it. Unfortunately. What's Lockie done? Lockie? Lockie's painting two tables of terrain. Lockie's <laughs> allegedly responsible for sending out all the dice. Yeah, people are messaging me. People, oh, keep, my dice? people keep complaining to me. Where's my dice? Where's my dice? Big Sean, every day. Where's I, my dice? I, really got my dice? I believe he's got them Haven't now you? because he's no. telling people Lockie's to fuck off with Smorgan's oh. face. So, Has Lockie got my dice? Yeah. Have I given you money for my dice? No. I think so. How much do I need to give you? An Have amount. you seen the bags yet? No. The bags are amazing. Oh, I haven't seen any of that. I was gonna, I was gonna talk about this later, but we, why not? Let's cover it now. So <laughs> obviously, we we've been selling dice, and they've been selling well. And thank you to everyone who has bought the dice because it just goes straight back to the show and it helps us with Save equipment, um, paying off things like this giant mixing desk that we bought ten years ago. Um, but, yeah, the dice bags are coming up pretty soon. So we – I don't know if we talked about them last episode, but uh, we did announce them a couple of weeks ago on um, on Twitter and stuff. But we've got dice bags <laughs> being done by grayed-out dice bags mm-hmm. over in the US. Uh, they should be shipping this weekend, basically. So there's 25 of them, and they look awesome, if I don't say so myself, because I did design them. Oh. Are we keeping any of those That's for lower prizes? Yeah, some of them will be used for, for Lord of War prizes. But others will be available for purchase on the website? They are, in fact... Do we have a website? For fuck's sake, <laughs> Gentilly. Yeah, it's <laughs> backslash backslash <laughs> at the dwellers below. HTTPS colon slash slash the dwellers below dot net. Co.uk. Slash merch. Hyphen activation wars. So, yeah, the the dice bags are up there. Um, so you can, and yeah, we, we sold a few you. of them. On the well. And so what we've done is there, it's a it's a dark grey bag, and we've put some grey text on the background with a bunch of kind of slogans from the uh, from the show that uh, since we started basically. So there's um, things like "Edit this Clint" is one of the more recent uh, <laughs> slogans that we whacked on there. Um, Gossip mulch cake is on there, but strength two point five gentilly is on there as well. Oh yes, I need so, a bag. Hey, we do have a website. Yeah, <laughs> and go on merch. But uh, yeah, so check those out. Um, you can Follow. we can ship them to people, but we can also do collection and events and stuff like that. So you can pre-order it, and we can have it ready for you to go first thing in the morning at Lord of War. Uh, about this well. What we'll also announce, which we haven't quite put up on the store yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those listening at home, no, don't explain. Context sucks. <laughs> For pe- people with Twitter will already be familiar with this. So Gentilly has just found a, found out about Haiku Smorgan and Daily Smorgan. He doesn't know about Daily Smorgan yet. That's still coming. Haiku Smorgan being 
Here it is. The, the best of these, That's though. The Have you seen the dice, Gentilly, with Smorgan's face on them? <laughs> wow, you are very much not with the program. We sold out of the Smorgan dice, but um, t-shirts, t-shirts are happening as well. So uh, I'm just doing. I've got a test shirt on the way, but yeah, hopefully we're gonna have some generic Dwellers Blow t-shirts, and we're gonna have some Lord of War specific ones. So those of you who are attending Lord of War, you can order yourself a, a t-shirt to kind of commemorate the event. And um, yeah, we should have them up on the website pretty pretty soon. <laughs> Uh, That's your fight. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have dice with you? <laughs> Why have you got dice People with rolling you? for priority and <laughs> get fucked. Get some organ. <laughs> Why are they on there? I don't know. Because <laughs> Smorgan's a um, he just loves loves his own face. Do you just have dice out of that? I've got I've, like 150. <laughs> Conservative estimate. Oh, that's outrageous. We might do a little Lord of War update while we're while we're talking about it. And the last thing we wanted to talk about was the contrast paints, which again, I was trying to segue over to before. That's right. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. This is why we have like a discussion at the start of the Stop episode. Stop layering it on thick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, no. Stop well, being so literal. Paint him a picture. Yeah. <laughs> I think... What makes our podcast work is that we don't water it down. <laughs> we need to, really need to brush up on these jokes. And we have so much contrast between personalities. We don't go over things twice. No. Except that today we've gone over everything. <laughs> and like we two or three definitely times. go with a spray approach and a no. wash it down. <laughs> no. no. The ones that don't work work the best. <laughs> Wowie. All right. So are we going to... Contrast paints, right? Contrast paints. All right, go. <laughs> Um, will they be available at Lord of War? No. Maybe. I don't oh, know. Maybe. I think June, I yeah. heard. The, oh. ven- the venue doesn't sell Warhammer, so probably not. Mm. So, about these. Lord of War or Contrast Paints? Contrast Paints. I just think that it's really bad form of Games Workshop to bring out something that lets people cheat on their painting so much. Yeah. Like, painting's meant to be a skill that you mm-hmm. learn and yeah. develop. And this really just like, undermines that... Yeah, like, like, what is even the point if, if you're just going to paint models with like if a, you don't, a dip? If like, you don't put the effort in to mm-hmm. do at least 10 layers on every highlight. Wet blended with a tank brush. Yeah. Correct. Then, like, get out of my hobby. Get out of in my scene. In a dark room. Like, like, make it difficult. Hashtag not in our scene. I once painted I'm, I'm, a whole army with one paint and one brush, and I had to use... <laughs> that's called an undercoat. And I had to use various chemicals that I had around home, like vinegar uh-huh. and bleach and those sorts of things mm-hmm. to change the tone and then use those tones to mix to create the colours that I want. I once I, painted I a unit with literally a single one of my own hairs. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. I, I just think like Games Workshop, uh, you know, the minimum standard, like Games Workshop puts out instructional videos where Duncan tells you Two how to coats. paint to the basic level that should be expected at tournaments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and now they're just... It's like, Golden under, Demon, right? Now they're just undercutting that. Oh, like you don't have to win the Golden Demon, but you should at least be getting a finalist pin. Otherwise, what what are you doing here? If Nick Gentili, not Holland, if Gentili took his army from CanCon into GWHQ, they'll be like, get this out of my sight. Highlighting. None of that. Get rid of it. (laughs) Real talk. I think they're awesome. So yeah, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know what the contrast paints do, basically you do a a white or a grey primer and Mm -hmm. they've got new primers coming out. And then you, so you prime the model and then you just literally you paint the contrast paint over it and it will highlight it for you and it will shade it for you because basically there's... The way that it dries. The way the pigment works is it's like 
uh, it's low viscosity, high pigment paint. And so it seeps into the recesses, but it's heavily pigmented. So you, it leaves the, the highlight on the top parts of the model and it, um, it shades the, the recess parts of the model. So it's basically a one-stop. Basically, I think the theory is instead of doing a base coat and a shade, this is both, both at, at the same time. I, th it looks like the coverage and the kind of color density that you get as well is probably closer to something like Xenothor with two or three coats of uh, shades. Mm -hmm. like, like it's a, yeah, it looks like a block of color rather than a wash. Yeah, what, my, my hot tip would be if they are coming out with a, a gray and then a lighter gray, a gray and a white, is you would do a Xenothor undercoat. So you do the gray and the white mm -hmm. and then chuck this on top. And if you're doing something like Space Marines, yeah, or get some angles. yeah you would really that would speed up the process i think we call them storm bros rather than sigmarines i think what you could also do though is you spray them with something like acid let them melt rather than using <laughs> contrast wow. paints to ruin people's hobby experience by Just not putting in 30 hours a model yeah maybe mm -hmm. you should do that with your 40k army next time there was a meme on twitter and it was like people complaining about contrast paints and then people complaining about people complaining. Well, I'm going to complain about... No, I'm not going to complain about the com people complaining about the complaining. Yep. I'm going to complain There's about an the complainers. Of friends, they don't know that we know. Oh. Anyone who has a go at someone for using these contrast paints should fuck off. Just straight up fuck off because... Wow. Like <laughs> everyone, no, but we've talked about this before. Everyone does their own hobby their own way. Yes. And we're not going to tell people how to hobby. If you haven't figured it out, the bit before was us being sarcastic. But it, what? What? Yeah, I know. Not right? Chris. What Chris the is fuck? being serious. <laughs> you, you, you guys think that people should be allowed to use contrast paints mm -hmm. when they're painting like official Games Workshop models? Mm -hmm. You think this is something that we should allow in the scene? One thick As coat. the official gatekeepers, yep. mm -hmm. given that we're creating content, it's going to be interesting. Surely we should lay down the law. A lot of painting rubrics ask for highlighting and shading. Ooh, that's controversial. Oh, boy. A lot of. Painting rubrics are ignored when you go to big tournaments anyway. I weren't ignored at Border Wars. I didn't no, that was good. Were, I really like the way they applied yeah. it at Border Wars. Reward good. for effort. Do you know so, what yeah. I reckon is going to look great with these? If you do two layers of them. No, I don't think that's like how it works. Clag. Yeah. I, I, I suspect you'll be able to play around with the thickness as well yep. so that if you wanted to do two layers or mixed colors you mm. can potentially do that so they've got their they've got their own kind of medium like it's a different medium it's water to, in a pot that's called gw water no no no, <laughs> no. so you can't water these down with water apparently because they'll go streaky yeah because sure. the, the medium is different what but, happens with their metallics already exactly with the pigmentation. so but apparently they're going to and it's a different medium from the lamian medium which is the medium from the paints which is fine so they but they're going to be selling that to help you mix it and dilute it and stuff i'm really excited for it because i've got a bunch of gray plastic that I haven't painted in mm -hmm. forever mm -hmm. and some armies that are pretty old and that I'd like to repaint and I just haven't been able to kind of justify putting the time and effort into them because I've got so much I want to do but this is going to be a good way for me to just speed things up and just whack out some super simple contrast paint plus a couple of highlights see how we go and I think it'd be really interesting to see if they go through an airbrush the rumor is they won't but if you can airbrush stuff with these contrast paints it's going to be like I don't think you need to, but everyone can run units of 40 skeletons. Yeah. The, the thing that I like the look of them for, though, it isn't so much just for like getting your base layer of color across a massive unit. Like you can already dip dip stuff in Agrax Earthshade. Uh, I I like the just thought. 
of these being more like like using these as kind of precision application in a way mm-hmm. where rather than painting base shade layer layer you're able to kind of get the same effect with one coat mm. things like pouches which have like rivets and then yep. do you know what I mean that there's there, there are particular things I think will lend themselves well to this yeah. so even if you do your standard um you know base coat wash highlight whatever your typical process is there's nothing stopping you from doing that and then using this for particular parts of the model that, that's well suited yep. to it and i understand that they're going to release like a an undercoat in a pot as well so you can yes. pick out yeah, little details yeah. and do it that and way do correction myself. i thought they already had the undercoat in a pot they're bringing out these new primers and so they're going to release those which in, in pot form as well once we've actually got the paints we can test this on just like corax yeah. white or test this on you know chaos yeah. black whatever how many thousands of dollars do you think these paints will be and how much do you think the undercoats will be so they're in a 16 mil pot i think it's in between the the 12 mil pots that are the normal pots and mm-hmm. the 24 mil which are the big wash, wash 24 pots. which is the fall over ones yeah the knock it over oh so too. many times yeah so there, um, they'll probably be nine bucks or something Australian, yeah. roughly. Luckily, I'm sort of in a moving to the UK. Mode, yeah. Like, yeah, you can mail us. Cost stuff. what they cost. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, and whatever they cost, it's one of those things where you know, if you're willing to pay for it, then you can, and if not, then you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I'm like, I'm not going to buy the whole range, but I'll definitely buy some. Like, it's more the undercoats that my issue because their undercoats are super expensive. Like, I, I was actually other. thinking that I might pre-order all of the stock that's coming into Melbourne and then ch- just chuck it off a pier. <laughs> to prevent it from yeah. infecting the scene. I've been looking at I'm so Tamiya. glad you're leaving. Oh, is it Tamiya? Tamiya, yeah. I Tamiya, they're sc- undercoats. They're little tiny rattle cans. Um, I think you got them at um, House of War. Yeah, they've got. Uh, there's a few yeah. places you can get them. My, my Scale 75 Metallics rocked up today and I'm oh, cool. super keen to paint with them. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, painting some of... I, I did some commission painting recently and using like... Thank the, you. Vallejo paints. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're awesome, aren't The Vallejo they? medals went on really nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coverage is so dro- good. And dropper bottles. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to drop a bottles. Do you know... Thank I'm you on... so much for those, Chris. They look fabulous. Oh, you're very welcome. Do, when you guys paint, what water do you use to wash your brushes? Tap, Tap water. I've got a... Sparkling. Um, <laughs> like a brush cleaning kit. Because mm. I've got artist opus. Yeah, brushes, I've got the same. But I don't. Really I don't use good. this. I don't use the soap to water down my paint. No, oh. he said, "What do you wash your brushes with?" Oh, okay. I I use it. <laughs> fucking put soap in there. Apparently, putting a drop of um, dishwashing detergent. Yeah, in. it kills the surface tension. Yeah, so, right? that's yeah. right. I what well, in the water to clean your brushes while you're painting? Is that what you mean? What? No. So, so something that uh, I definitely did like 10, 10, 12 years ago or whatever. Uh, back when there wasn't a massive range of washes, they were just like the the old inks. Yeah. You would kind of mix your own up by, you'd get the color of paint that you wanted, then dilute it with water. But that doesn't go on as well as like the inks did then or washes do now. But if you added a little bit of detergent, it just changed the way, it as you say. It makes the paint application different. Y- yeah. So, oh. so it ended up, uh, rather than just looking like paint had been sort of like splodged on, yeah. it ended up getting, like the dishwashing detergent made the consistency right so that you ended up getting a better Wash. So this is turning into like a little chemistry lesson between oh. Nick's veracity or whatever he said before and viscosity. Viscosity, that's all. Because what I'm worried about with the new um, slap-on paints is sheets paints. <laughs> the um, sheet paints. Yep. Is whether because I use the tears of virgins to wash my brushes and to dilute my paints. So I wonder if that's going to have. As in, you just cry to yourself. I just while cry <laughs> while wearing an oh, orange costume. Someone climbed the post. Someone I, climbed the post. I, I cry into that's a very local joke. My official GW water pot, and then that 
is what I used to paint in clean my brushes and that's how my painting I bought a Citadel butt plug for the first time they're so good man it's so good it has changed the way I everywhere. because I now stand up while so I paint so I stand and paint and I hold the butt plug and paint and it's just like the experience is so much more enjoyable than sitting double over my kitchen table how many butt plugs do you use at once I use I, three I use seven I don't, so I I don't want to paint one. I'm just a bit, a bit new to it. I'm, I'm, just also, using the I'm one. also on the one still, but but I've also. I've I mean, followed, last week I was using none, so it's a pretty big, like, paradigm. Massive for me. increase. Following mm. Danny's advice, though, I've also cut down the amount of models I'm batch painting at a time to three or four. Yeah, that's what I'm doing too. Yeah, just like yeah, oh, changing. The on new quality. boy comes along, and suddenly you listen to him. Nick's I, been saying. I mean, three I mean, or it doesn't take ages. him seven years to paint ninety-eight point six percent of a high off calf print. So. That's right, and that's why when it's done, you know it'll be good. Danny lives right near where you used to live. So you guys could have been mates back then, but now you're... Yeah, we could have could been be mates now, but they're not. No, I don't think so. We could be paint the buddies. Competitive painters like really fucking hate each other. Yeah, I know. Danny hates the guy who won painting at uh, oh, CanCon. No, I'm not, I'm not good enough to be consistently a competitive painter. He's at least painting you some, know that. Yeah, his painting's way better than mine. I, well, maybe, but you, you are good enough. Like, you know, it's, um, and, and the other thing is that there are different things you can emphasize. So, like, coolest army is something you can pursue even if you're not. Even if you're a shit painter. The, yeah, the, the most that. technical painter. CanCon 2020. Yeah, are you doing a. I have my eyes pro- on the best project I possibly can. Yeah. I, I thought that was what you were doing this year. This year I wanted to, and then I left it way too late, and I changed my list far too often. I've already sort of JHB pending, written my list for next year, and I, just, I don't care if I come 200th. So, it's like, that's the models I want to play with. I'm already working on it. I've got a theme in mind. Like, I'm are they waiting. from the city of Zandri? They're not from Zandri. No, <gasps> Zandri's basically getting wrapped up in the next couple of weeks. So I've got about almost everything painted, um, and anything not painted, I'm just going to sell. Mm. Sort of, I've run out of gas with Zandri. Yeah. If um, if I'm can, I've got to decide whether I want to play a competitive army at CanCon, and in that case, I'll just add to the daughters. Or whether I want to go for coolest army, and if I want to go for coolest army, one, I'm gonna wait and see how long, if and when, light elves come out. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not too close to Cancon, then I'll probably do an army of that. If I want to go for coolest army, then I'll probably do something that only has about thirty models. I won't do something big. And My army is gonna be terrible. It's mm-hmm. gonna be like mixed chaos, mostly slaves to darkness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. potentially they'll get a new book, but we'll see. But um, yeah, I'm definitely not going for competitive this year at yeah. But luckily, what you can do is even if the uh, the light elves do come out fairly close to CanCon, is that you could just spray them with the new primer, hit them with some contrast paint, with the slap on paint, load them into a cannon, and mm-hmm. fire them into the stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This oh, is very man. true. But my idea for light elves is even without seeing You'd the models, you still have probably spent less money on your army than I did on my chaos army as well. So. Most likely, um, is Warm white through to warm blue, and mm-hmm. and just have though a white's spectrum. a tone rather than a color. Yeah, um, and so to have that Xandri Xandri dust is kind of the center of that white mm-hmm. side of the spectrum mm-hmm. into blue. I don't know how that'll work, and I obviously I'm assuming they're going to look like current white lines or sword glasses or whatever, and and be in that design space. Um, so it may work, may not, but that's my thought for them. Otherwise, either a corn army that's only thirty models or stormcast or the anvils or the Helden hammer. Something like that. Yeah, I, I'm also looking forward to lower model count armies. Like the mm. the historicals I've been painting are already small. And yeah. Then I have all of these ideas for like fake fellowships yeah. and just play a bunch of armies that are nine models and yeah. you can just spend 
much. Well, they're not fake like, fellowships. They're different fellowships. And then you could spend like 20 or 30 minutes on each model. Yeah. Um, It'd be amazing. Yeah. But painting a fellowship is really fun because I do them one at a time, like mm. one character at a time. And it's like, oh, now I'm painting Aragorn. Yeah. Let's think about all the scenes that Aragorn's in. And then it's like, <laughs> now I'm painting Legolas. Let's think about all the scenes that Legolas is in. What motivates Legolas? Yeah. yeah. Where does it, that? you know... How does the Prince of Mirkwood end up in a fellowship that's trying to save the world? Why did he never approach the scriptwriter and ask for some good lines? Yeah. In the, what in the fellowship? Yes. Why does he surf down the? Is it Helm's Deep? That yeah, he down the stairs. That's the. Worst. You can do that in the scenario. It, 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 it's awesome. Is that better or worse than when he surfs down the elephant trunk? No, that he, was yeah. horrible. And was, were they oliphants? <laughs> oliphants. Yeah. The, there's two scenarios that you can play in the game that are him sliding down the stairs. What's and with the elephants down. in Game of Thrones? The Golden Company didn't uh, with any elephants. I want my elephant. <laughs> yeah, that was... Um, that's for you a said book Simpsons reference. memes were dated. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I do occasionally run around just headbutting people. <laughs> so cool. I think that... That's it, right? Because i got to... Yeah, I've got mothers. you got to chug off? i right, well, got a, Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll close it up there. We've oh, got, we didn't even get as far as talking about nutrition. Oh, we'll save that for the Choc- next episode. Chucky boys can be uh, the subject of the next episode. <laughs> Let's just be honest... If you don't have egg in your diet, it's a very sad place Eggs to be. Eggs are the best. Mm. Excellent. And we're not going to have any egg in our diet anymore because the egg is leaving. For the time being. I'll be you back. You guys should do an episode of Blackout. We will. Mm. Cool. Probably won't be with the dwellers below. Could, could, do you reckon we get contract, contract negotiations are being discussed. Do you reckon we get crunked? I think we... Uh, I, I was looking into it the other day. You can still buy those ingredients? Yeah. I think we do. All right, guys, we've been the Dwellers Below. Thank you for sticking with us once again. And we'll um, we'll catch you later. This has been episode 67. So our next episode is going to be probably just before, uh, probably we'll shoot for in between um, BadgerCon and Lord of War, depending on how we go time-wise. Mm. Uh, we might be busy. But uh, I can't wait for Lord of War. It's going to be amazing. And, mm. yeah. Quick shout-out. Quick shout-out to yourself. NBA OS. Fucking awesome, awesome group. You will not Another be able quick to shout out. Home, Don't fail your strength test. Don't fail your strength test. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on a rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. 
Nakers, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.